You passed your luck check. It's the No Class RPG Twitchcast or podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Matt. And I hope you enjoyed Matt's new introduction here. We're testing it out. Testing it on you. You are a bunch of testes. For our Twitch show on the Goodman Games Broadcasting Network. April. On their Twitch. The 26th. At 7 o'clock, most likely. Eastern time? All of the 7 o'clock our time, 8 their time. Okay, central time, 7. Eastern time, 8. Otherwise, figure it out. So write it down in sand. Tattoo it on your forehead. Because it's subject to change. Exactly. But if it doesn't change, we really need your support. And we hope if you are twisted enough to listen to the podcast, you'll just love the live show. Yes, indeed. You'll get to see our incredibly Adonis-like figures adorning your electronic screens. And we've always said this is uh, the two friends talking and you can't get a word in edgewise. But with the Twitch show... You still won't. You'll be able to, but we have to deign to read your comments. Yes, and we might deign. Or we might not. We might be great deigns. Who knows? But we would uh, love to have you checking us out there and giving us your input. Please. All right. As always, anything to say about the long con? I'm jazzed. I'm excited. I'm very much looking forward to the long con. The question people keep asking me, when are badges going to go on sale? A-S-A-P. Wrong. I know. 26 April. That's right. But at 8 o'clock. Ask me what I'm gazing at longly. Me. Mm-hmm. It's me, folks. Mm, that it's beard. No, I'm looking disgusting. at the new, the absolutely brand spanking, emphasis on the word spanking, the brand new Long Con t-shirt. It is sexy as all get out. And very soon you will get to see that. We're going to be wearing it at Gary Cons. We're going to promo it, yep. demo it. But it'll get its official reveal on that Twitch show. Uh-huh. And probably at the end of the Twitch show is when our badge sales will go live. Oh, my. So you want to be tuned in. I wonder if there might tuned be like that a Goodman discount Games channel. code or something mentioned on that for people who are watching. Nah, doubtful. Okay. Highly doubtful. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't want to, you know, like allude to something like that to encourage people to watch. All right. Okay. Well, this is probably going to be the Elden Ring podcast. Pretty much. So I'm just going to throw it out there mm-hmm. for everything else. Books, TV, movies. All right. Uh, comics. Yep. Go for it. I have been reading the Chronicles of Conan. I've been at Second and Charles, and I've looked at those a couple of times at places like um, Ground Zero and I've seen other places. I finally bit the bullet and bought a couple of those. I guess they're the old Marvel Comics Conan, but they were reissued by Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Really wonderful. Black really and enjoying white. No, oh, no, these are actually in color. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. But I'm enjoying them. Red Sonja is in quite a few of them. Red Sonja. So anyway, so far. But you know, who doesn't like uh, red-headed ladies in chainmail bikinis? Who doesn't? Indeed. Um... And this is sort of a comic books to TV show comic. Okay. We're free form here. Invincible season two and three have been announced. They're coming out. I don't know if you knew that. Eddie probably did or not. Um, 
And it then, was a huge success, so it was kind of obvious that they were going to have at yeah. least another season. But how cool they announced two and three at the same time. Um, and what is it? Uh, returning to D&D is Kryn, the world of Dragonlance, due to return to 5th edition. And I was speculating, I wonder if this has anything to do with all the drama over the new Dragonlance books a while back. If yes. Remember, if you listened to our podcast, this might have had something to do with that. Um. There's a new Witcher game in the works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Um, and then otherwise I'd mention that I'm really jazzed for GaryCon coming up this week. Uh, we each have uh, full games that we're excited about running and making some new friends there and, you know, whatever. And then I'm really I'm getting excited for NTRPG because we both have games posted and it filled up the halfway mm. point pretty quick. And that's, that's always exciting. I feel like it's going to be... Gary Con, NTRPG, Long Con, and then the year is completely gone. They're just going to be like, those were like a week apart, and that's how fast the year yeah, is going to go gonna by. Feel like that, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what was it? What a year or two ago felt like like you were like, what? It's been you know, uh, it's only it's yeah. It just seemed like time crept forward because we were all stuck in our houses or whatever. But speaking of time flying, yeah. this is going to be the third anniversary podcast as well. What? Three years ago, we started this. Really? And we were talking about, we hope Red River does well. <laughs> and I think that would be Red River 2. Yeah, that we, you know, that was one of the most listened to episodes was when we said, Red River's done. Yeah. Yeah. I guess apparently that you, you people want gloom and doom. Well, there you go. <laughs> then the uh, the day the long con died should pop up there pretty fast. Yeah. And just going back to that, since we're all freeform today, mm-hmm. soon we will be doing our drive to 200 to try and get to 200 attendees for the fabulous long con. Absolutely. We may not hit it, but we're going to push for it. What would be the best thing to help us with that, Eddie? Word of mouth. Really? You mean word of mouth telling people how much you like the long con would help other people probably apt to come? Yep. People don't look at posters. People don't. Lots of people aren't on Facebook anymore. Right. So how do you reach them? You got to let them You've know. You've got to do it. Long cons of the stuff. So we need you. We appreciate you. We if really you are do. listening to this, you were probably already spreading the word, and I salute you. Amen. Hallelujah. But keep it up. Keep sharing the good news. Yes, please. Thank you. All right. Is that it for your books, movies, TVs, et cetera, and so forth? Yes. Um, I finished up the like most current arc of the thor comic okay god of hammers oh my it's pretty good so check that out after getting hammered you might be a little thor um i've been watching the shield did you ever watch that back in the day no but i need to didn't wouldn't uh that guy on it michael uh, cichlids or whatever yeah, yeah chicklets chicklets or something like that yeah right that was his like he won this a is couple, where dearthen chimes in yeah he won a couple <laughs> emmys for this or something yeah. didn't he? so i like that show it's been several years now since i've watched it so i'm kind of going through it again when i'm not playing Elden Ring. Elden Ring, you said. But before we get into that, Uh-oh. on our previous podcast, we had said something jokingly about, you know, we probably have two women listeners or something like that. Uh-huh. So we did hear from our good friend Doug of Doug and Nicole fame. Oh, my. He says, howdy, gaming gods. Oh, my. Which is how we will officially be referred to from now on. <laughs> Doug has set the standard. Doug, Nicole, I heart y'all. Really enjoy the podcast, and yes, Nicole listens. Oh, my. And then she has to take (laughs) anti-nausea. Maybe. (laughs) One of the things that I love most about the show is that you're both such good friends. (laughs) 
So we obviously have snow dug on that one. This is all a shtick. Yeah, this is all. Uh, this is like uh, Cap Abbott and Costello or something. Well, I know uh, Penn and Teller have uh-huh. said that. You know, people think that they probably live together in the house and yeah. you know spend every minute of their day together, and they're like, nope, it's pretty much just a business relationship. We're really not friends. Wow. So we're kind of like that, except for we're totally enemies. <laughs> Frenemies. Anyway. So you're both such good friends, yet yeah. have quite different views on many subjects. Oh, my. Sometimes the opposite views. This really adds to the program. I find myself leaning, leaning towards one of your opinions for one item and the other's opinion on another item. Oh, my. Makes me think, ouch. That's, hey, this is all... Straight from what he said. Straight from the he heart. additionally said, Eddie is typically right more often than Matt. <laughs> he stinks. <laughs> so thank you for that, Doug. I appreciate it. I have a strong suspicion that is not any of that in there. And some of this, and so then he gives us some really great stuff that we may end up using on the Twitch show. Nice. Or future podcasts. Yeah. But I'm just going to put them out here right now so we don't forget. Mm-hmm. On the RPG side, I have the following questions. Okay. What are your, some of, what are your, blah, 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 blah. That's easy for you to say. say. What are some of your favorite house rules? How do you handle a rule question as a player and or DM? Consistency. As a DM, I sometimes invert inadvertently revert to an older version of a particular D&D rule. Mm-hmm. My bad. What is the best way for a player to question the rule short of throwing dice at me? So we'll come back to those. Yeah, yeah. Great questions, though. In your recent Excellent. podcast, player engagement, with the increase of using digital devices in place of character sheets, what mm-hmm. are some ways to keep the players focused and on game? I'm finding the following. Players get distracted with media, such as the news during a game, especially when it's not their turn. Mm-hmm. Players will look up stats on monsters. I don't appreciate that. No. Now everyone can metagame. So mm. I know we're not going into these, but that's definitely a party foul for me to look up monster stats. Yeah, that's a, I, I know that rubs you, though. And it would, does me, Even too. since back in the day, and I'm sure you'd say, Someone yeah, go reaching for that. I brought my own copy of the monster manual. Why do you, a player, need a copy of the monster manual at the table? But back in the day, didn't you read the monster manual enough? Oh, where I, that I you were like, oh, yeah, that's a this. I knew what their hit dice were. About yeah, that. sad to say. I had typically, I try to keep that to myself. It's like, well, if your character hasn't seen that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I will expand upon it further, so I, instead mm-hmm. let me move along. Yeah, but that's great. All good stuff, Doug. Thanks. And Nicole. As for your reviews, we watched Free Guy based on your recommendation. And? Really enjoyed it. Good deal. Kind of a mix of Player One, Ready Player One, and Jumanji. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Next movie will be The Last Duel. Mm-hmm. Probably not the type of movie we would have watched without your comments. So we're looking forward to it. Let you know how it turns out. So yeah, let I would like know. to see how that went. Yeah. One recommendation. Uh-oh. Is there any way to put the email address on the podcast homepage or listed in the description of the various podcasts? Mm-hmm. It would be a good way for those of us who listen while driving. Ah. So he also sent this to me because I think a lot of times when we say the email, Matt says the email, he mm-hmm. says the no class RPG podcast at Gmail. It's actually no class RPG podcast at gmail.com. So thanks for all you do. Love. Doug and Nicole. Oh, so, so many thank you hearts. guys. Yeah. That is exactly the kind what, of yes. email that we try to get, the kind of feedback that we want. If somebody has something horrible to say, though, especially about Matt, I would love to hear it. There you go. 
because we want all the feedback. But yeah, this is a treasure trove of goodies you've given us really that is. we'll be able Thank to you use Doug. down you know, the road. We need to give them some or get them something. Well, actually, should we spoil? Should we spoil this surprise or not? Don't spoil it. Let's surprise them. Okay, but yes, there is a surprise for you, Mister Doug. And if you've been listening closely, it's already been revealed. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm, what could it be? What could it be? See you in two weeks. That's right. <laughs> okay, on with the show. Right. Elden Ringcast. Elden Ringcast. Uh, this is going to be a short and sweet one, too. We're Yay. under the gun here. Yeah, we are. Elden Ring, you love it. Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, you uh, spreading the disease. You got me hooked on the Souls type games, as they would call it. You got Rogue like, Souls like, whatever. This is Souls like gaming. And so Dark Souls is a special brand of masochism. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. And so this is just more of the same, but it's really well made. It's a lot of fun. It's gorgeous. It's aggravating. It's everything you'd want from a Souls game. I was going to say, how many hours have you put into it already? Way too many. And this is for a guy who already has burned the candle at both ends. So I've been missing out a little bit of sleep that I really need desperately, you know. Uh, yeah, it is. At the beginning of it, I was like, this is very Dark Souls-esque, but there's something about it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have that same atmosphere mm -hmm. just because you can go, screw it, I'm getting on my horse and riding around. Yeah, this is sandboxy. It's not more linear. It's very sandboxy. So I like it, but it does change up the dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. But then you have the longer dungeons where you're mm -hmm. like, okay, it's about time for me to leave and yeah, go ride my horse somewhere else. Slog, yeah. But I've had a good time with it. Mm -hmm. I have beaten the game. I am the Elden Lord, oh, sir. You have beaten the game. Ooh la la. Yep, I am the Elden Lord. So for your first playthrough, you went strength build, dual wield. Yeah, which was completely stupid. But that was, you went into it blindly without any spoilers or anything. And I played it as a blindly, and I have missed a ton of stuff, mm -hmm. but I had a really good time. If you like Dark Souls, I recommend it to you. Mm -hmm. If you have never enjoyed Dark Souls games... You'll probably hate it. Yeah, this is <laughs> not going to change it. It's not like, wee! Yeah. I mean, there's, like you said, it's more sandboxy. It feels like, someone said as if you took Dark Souls and mixed it with... Uh, Skyrim, and I don't entirely agree with that assessment, but yes, the sandboxy part where you don't have to be stay on this current storyline and go off on a tangent, absolutely, you can do that, you know, but it's still Souls yeah. at the end of the day. So if you need an entry point into the Dark Souls world, this might be it. So the irony, Eddie decided to go like dual wield strength build, and it turned out for this particular game, some people are of the opinion that's not necessarily the most optimal build. I think he's heard good things about dex builds and... Um, well, it's like a lot of games. If you start off as the warrior class, mm -hmm. that's the way to go. Yeah. And, but then the mage, the wizard's going to leave you behind. Yeah. Well, so it's funny was Eddie gave me like Dark Souls 2, gosh, what was it, back in 2015 or 16 or something, as like a gift on Steam. But I love that he didn't tell me anything about it. I loaded it up, said, ah, it's a it's a RPG fantasy. I'll play a wizard. Died and died and died and died and died and said, this game sucks. Well, no, I mean, I should have made, I think I even made a warrior and died and died and died because it's souls. But on a goof, this time around, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm more conversant. I played the last Dark Souls uh, all the way through once and halfway through a second time. And I thought, I I'm going to try a caster. I never did a caster. Well, what irony, it turns out, this is the most caster conducive version of a souls type game is the opinion of some people so i've had a fun time playing a caster i mean i'm still dying left and right but no more than i probably would playing so how far are you along in the plot line um i'm nearly done with the there's a rennie and ranny and ronnie and rudy or whatever but the chick with the big floppy hat 
that gives you the uh, wolves at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm almost finished with her storyline. I've killed uh, Starscream Rutabaga. Um, I, you know, I've killed what were those first couple of guys? You know, that's earlier on the big boss. Margaret. Yeah, I've killed it, Margaret and Godric and Godric. Um, I've killed a number of other interesting individuals. I can't remember their names, but yeah, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I don't know that I have activated the lift yet. So obviously, there's, I'm still got what a third of the content left, maybe. The lift of the grand lift of Rond or whatever. Yeah, the one to get you to the Altus Plateau. Yeah, which you've act- got a lot left. But, but then what's crazy is somehow I went another way and got to the Altus Plateau, which you can do that with this. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. So even you'd figure like, oh, that's a choke point. You have to do that quest. No, I've I've been to the Altus Plateau somehow some other way. So that's what's neat about the game being sandboxy. You know, there's a more direct route to a way, but you might actually stumble into that area because what's the big city? I've the been capital. To the, yeah, I've been to the capital, and I'm like, how did I get to the capital? I just stumbled. So it's very sandboxy in that regard that you can just wander and stumble into a place. I, but I've had the little bit I've got to play. I've had a whole lot of fun with it, you know. But I, what my next build? So what are you going to play when you go for your next playthrough? Maybe a wizard. Yeah, and me, I want to play like a paladin, like melee holy, because holy looks really solid in this version. And for two, it's very accessible. Like it's a whole thing to try to find your sorceries and your caster staff or whatever. If you again, like Eddie, you're not going for spoilers. If I had went for spoilers, which I would have been way better, way sooner. But yeah, anyway, I had fun. Um, but yeah, second playthrough going holy. I mean, you just there's a guy in the round table that's got all the holy spells and stuff. So I mean, yeah. After this first blind playthrough, I have no idea what happened in the game, what the story was. Yeah. I'm like, I killed a bunch of people, and I hope that was for the best. I hope yeah. that's what they wanted. And it's funny. There's things in the game like if there's just some NPC that you just they won't hardly interact with you, and you take a swipe at them, and they'll die. You might have shut yourself out of a whole storyline for that playthrough because mm-hmm. there was a guy staring at the sun, and on a goof, I took a swing because he wouldn't interact with me. So I just like, well, let's see if it'll let me swing on him. Pop, one hit, and he's dead. And I went, did I just kill somebody important? Probably. So yeah, be aware of that. Your only friend in I the know. game. I know, because one person wouldn't attack you on sight. Anyway, did you help the little girl that had the plague in that one temple? Yeah, of course. Okay. So yeah. How could I not? I'm not heartless. You say that. All right. What else would you add? I mean, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's it. That's the, if you like Dark Souls, run out and get it. And the topic for today is... Low prep gaming, pros and cons. Low prep podcast, pros and cons. Yeah, exactly. How about that? I love that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I know you won't believe this, but there are lots of games out there. Uh, Yeah. But not every game. I disagree. Is, not every game is for everyone. Um, also, I've seen people that will not budge when it comes to trying something new. I'm not saying one game is better than another. Sometimes I want crunch. Sometimes I don't. Luckily, I'm able to play different games to scratch those itches. Mm. So, um, some people dread the learning curve of a new game. The upside is low prep rules versus in light games don't require near as much learning of new complex rules. I remember years ago, there's a gal that she's the person who first started the Shreveport Bossier gaming group on Facebook. And I know, she, I think she cut her teeth on Pathfinder. I mean, crunch, 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 I hope it crunch, didn't hurt. crunch, yeah. And so when I kept trying to convince her to come play one of these uh, OGLs, because she'd be like, oh, me and my boyfriend, or now husband, we never get to RPG. And I'm like, well, come game. She's like, ugh, I don't want to learn a new game. And at first I was like, but this is a game that has a 
you'll pick it up in 15 minutes. Well, she's thinking it's going to be just as crunchy as, say, and I'm not a dig at Pathfinder. If you like it, great, but you have to admit it's a very, very crunchy game, you know. And so, but not every game is that crunchy. And that's one of the good things about one of the, the low prep games. If it's low prep for the gym, it's probably low rules learning investment for the player. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's a pro is what I'll put out there. Um, you know, uh, you know, like I said, low prep rules like games don't require near as much learning of new complex rules. Um, would you agree there's probably less GM burnout? Would I? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Would you? Yeah, well, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, these types of games can help players to be more involved, help them to strengthen their skills towards running games. So even so a lot of times the low prep games are ones where the players are involved with. And I want to bring up your test of a hero, which uses Barbarians of the Ruined Earth by Mike Evans. So you've ran that already before and it was kind of improvisational. There's like a very mm-hmm. loose framework for you and you have the players involved in such ways as providing their input on what they wanted to do what is the goal what is what is lost that must be found what are who is the major enemy uh who are his henchmen what do they do what's their what are their quirks there you go so them as players having on the spot to improv themselves and help come up with these names and things it's helping them learn to be more improvisational if they ever rolled around to being game masters. So absolutely, it's sharpening your skills, it's sharpening their skills with this improvisation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, not to bash the oldest fantasy bash game, it. but as far as the last three iterations, they're very crunchy. The combats can drag on, and it takes up a lot of your game time, which you might be something you want. It's fine if you want lengthy tactical combats. Some people, that's a rich addition to them for gaming is, is they want to type a lot of game time because that's less time for the other content, you know, per se. Um, and a cam- campaign that would maybe play out over 12 months in one of these more crunchier games and a low prep lo- rules like game, you could probably run the same campaign in 10 months because the combats by their nature are probably going to go faster. Um, and that's not a bad thing, but it, it just depends on where you stand on that. Um, Campaigns will progress to the story portion faster, like I was saying, so you, uh, take that as you will. Uh, like when you ran Test of a Hero, it's been collaborative between you and the players. So some players love that. I imagine some might not. Nope. Did you, you didn't find anybody that was like, ugh, I don't like that. But I will say that I'm kind of modifying that for Gary Con. Yeah. Because there are people that are like, that's so lazy. You didn't prepare anything. Yeah. I laugh. I meant to mention it in here, but good, you beat me to it. On Reddit one time, I, I remember a guy going, oh, those guys who are improvisational game masters, they're just lazy. They're just lazy. And it's like, no, I mean, we've proven we have the aptitude to write some ooh-la-la chef's kiss uh, uh, adventure. But I think it's, for me, it's fun as a player. And we've been doing some of that in my DCC game at the game club and it's funny because i'll just point at one of the players and go what do you want to call this mountain range and they'll be like uh, but then they've they blurred something out see that's like my old sandbox game uh-huh. i did a bunch of that too like you guys are the first people to ever discover this so what is this woods yeah. and where you're like if somebody had been like uh i'd be like this is the uh woods <laughs> and for some, they don't know how they got this name but <laughs> but it's funny um because uh uh, 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 I'm, I'm going to call her out, Jessica. I said, all right, you're a dwarf. You're from the mountains. What's that one local uh, uh, mountain range? She's like, uh, I said, there are no wrong answers. She goes, Yosemite? 
And I said, all right, the Yosemite Mountains or whatever, you know. But no, I mean, they're having fun with it, I think. And, and But a couple of times, I really, when I've just, oh, yeah, guys, they just kind of they freeze up. They're not used to it. But they're starting to roll. They're getting comfortable Aren't with it. Aren't you glad you don't have the Elden Ring players naming your stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you let people name things. Where As a bonus, the skills you and your players develop in these games can carry over to the crunchier games. Delicious. So, so playing both. It, that's one of the things some of these improvisational skills will enhance when you go back to the crunch of your game because sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Sometimes I enjoy, you know, uh, the world's oldest fantasy game. Other times I want this rules light. There's not any wrong answers here. Um, but you can enhance those skills. It'll, it'll help when you go back. Imagine a new binge shows up organically in play and having the players feed you details. To me, that sounds fun and seems that maybe they may be more engaged or invested with a villain they help create. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So um, I laughed, like I said, on Reddit. You already mentioned that. Some guy uh, resented low prep games as they felt it was just the GM being lazy. But anyway, but yeah, that's kind of it. Just I want people to be willing to consider playing and or running these low prep games. Talking about and bragging about Mike Evans, Barbarians of the Ruined Earth, I showed up at the awesome Dragon's Nest a while back to run uh, some role playing, and I just brought. Something I had prepped for uh, Umerica. Please continue. And I brought uh, Barbarians. And Ron was there. And Ron's like, ooh, do Barbarians. And I'm like, okay. And I have anything prepared. But he has like a couple pages of charts in the back of the book. I turned to those. Took turns with James King and, and you know, Ron running, rolling dice on the various charts for me to get them involved. I took the bullet points. I quickly strung together a story and we took off and we played for two, three hours, had a blast. And I created an NPC on the fly that Ron still, you know, who's and ahs about, you know? And so anyway, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was just a lot of fun to improv like that and just off the cuff and the guys were feeding me stuff and we had a great time. So anyway, yeah. So like I said, did you consider low prep, rules like gaming i'm not saying i'm not trying to win you over to it 24 7 and the great thing is nowadays a lot of companies put out starter rules mm-hmm. that you can get for free or with only a couple dollar investment off drive through or whatever and so you know you can't complain about well i don't want to buy a bunch of new books no i just get the 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 freebie rules or the quick start rules and kick the tires you know give it a try yeah and a lot of times you know. the simpler rules give you more time to focus on the character development and invest in your backstory and the plot instead of which five feats am I going to take next? What will make me the most broken, most powerful character of all? Exactly. And that's that can get really rich. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, with, yeah. And then you're honing those skills. Absolutely. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Since you're not embroiled. And that's it. You can focus more on RP and story when you're not embroiled in, in uh, combat that takes an hour and a half to play out. And the longer I get in my uh, gaming career here or whatever, mm-hmm. the more simpler rules I like. It's almost like starting to see the matrix or something. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't need that rule or that rule mm-hmm. or that rule. I really just need roll a die. Is it high or is it low? Something good happens, something bad happens, and let's go. Yeah. And that's what I love where some of these games have even encouraged a thing where like 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 failing forward where it's like, well you failed but or you succeeded but and I like that kind of mentality where there are no wrong answers again or it's kind of like well you failed but you know and 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 that's where you get to be creative and have fun things and ideas absolutely absolutely um but yeah uh all 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 good things you know 
All right. So just a little quickie so mm-hmm. that we could say hello to you before GaryCon. And when we come back, we'll have a GaryCon report for you. Indeed. But I can tell by the clock on the wall, we're all out of hit points. Oh. Ah. Ah. 